But let's go back to censorship. No, let's go back to discrimination. Yes, not racial discrimination, but political discrimination, ideological discrimination, and what public services can be denied people based upon those things. Michelle Malkin has a story to tell. And if you don't pay attention to this one, well, there may not be enough people paying attention when you get canceled from a hotel, a restaurant, or something else because of your political beliefs. Michelle Malkin, you know her. We've had her on before. She's a best-selling author. She's a writer, a producer, a TV host. Michelle Malkin investigates. Michelle Malkin, Sovereign Nation. Her book, Invasion, How America Still Welcomes Terrorists, Criminals, and Other Foreign Menaces to Our Shores, uh, just blew the, 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 the worlds of the uh, leftists in this country. She joins us now on AM. 1420, the answer to tell a most unique and disturbing story. Michelle, good morning. It's good to have you back on the air here in Cleveland. How are you? I'm hanging in there, doing well, and glad to be with you. Thank you, Bob. Can you confirm something for me before we get started? You are obviously well-known as um, one of the few uh, Oberlin College graduates to come out of there without, uh, you know, just being a a straight-up communist thinker. Um, Did you turn right when you exited the stage when you received your diploma and when everybody else turned left? I was a social conservative, pardon me, when I went to campus. I had no idea uh, just how far left and radical Oberlin was. I had initially gone as a double degree student and studied piano at the conservatory. And I think one of the hidden secrets that I discovered mostly since I left Oberlin and and became as public as I am as a conservative is that uh, a lot of the conservatory students were very um, conservative. They just weren't outspoken about it. Uh, And so I think what it did was it galvanized me, pushed me out of my shell, and I became sort of self-actualized, to use that pop psychology term, um, to be a public figure. I, mm-hmm. If they hadn't pushed me uh, to that level and, and made me decide that I needed to speak up for myself and not some white radical feminist uh, telling me what my politics and ideology should be and also my hatred of men, which I should have have had ingrained in me all of those things uh i might have i don't know been a bank teller or something quiet life somewhere <laughs> no your 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 story that you just repeated which i was glad to hear again for those especially listening today who haven't heard it uh is very well known but i should apologize i wasn't very clear what i was referring to michelle is a friend has told me that we're not talking ideologically now but specifically mm-hmm. Physically, when you went up and received your diploma and, and, and during your commencement ceremony, the story that I've been told goes that the exit was stage left uh, from after getting your diploma and that you exited stage right. That, that's the story. Is that just a myth? Is that just an old wives' tale? That is totally mythical and snopesish, I guess, <laughs> because uh, I left campus and did not participate in graduation. I left okay. early. So, okay, yeah. old wives' tale then. It's a myth, although it's a good one, by the wow. way, because I, I can picture you doing that. Yeah, I can picture you doing that. But I've heard that from like a couple it. folks, and I, and I wanted to clarify it. You are my Snopes. I'll get the truth from you uh, rather than anybody else. Okay. Now, Michelle, I told our listeners uh, a pretty good uh, a deal about your situation with Airbnb, but I need to hear it in your words. Can you tell us, first of all, what was their chief complaint? Was it your TV show? Was it your book? Or was it a speech, a recent speech you gave that made them decide you are not worthy of uh, one of our properties? 
Oh, it was very specific. Uh, in mid-November, I had given a speech to a controversial group, but a group that had invited me and it, uh, allowed me to exercise my free speech and freedom of association to address this audience called American Renaissance. They have a yearly conference in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, at a public park that has a, a pretty place uh, out in the middle of nowhere. And actually, there's a legal story there because they had to sue uh, in order to be able to uh, hold their conference there after initially obtaining a, a permit and then been hounded by uh, Antifa and Southern Poverty Law Center types. So uh, this is uh, exactly the type of, of venue that I like to speak at uh, because I have long been, before this Airbnb uh, deplatforming, depersoning, somebody who has not only been a canary in the cancel culture coal mine, but also a champion of other dissidents who've been targeted. A week after that speech, I received an email from Airbnb's trust team. And these are the thought police, and they exist in every big tech and big business organization. And it very specifically said, quote, it has come to our attention that you were a keynote speaker for the 2021 American Renaissance Conference earlier this month in Tennessee and went on to accuse me of associating with a, quote, known hate group and promoting and participating in white nationalist and white supremacist conference. Uh, the twist here was that not only was I retaliated against, but my husband was and had his whole account uh, deleted as well, even though he's not a public figure and did not attend the conference with me. These people didn't even bother uh, to know the contents of my actual speech, which is available uh, on the American Renaissance website. And you can see it's a message uh, about race, immigration, and and challenging the establishment in both parties, but particularly the Republican Party. And it's a message that I have been unwavering in for the last 30 years. Michelle Malkin is our guest, uh, writer, uh, a television host, pundit, conservative commentator, and speaker at uh, this particular group's conference. Now, um, you, you mentioned that they are considered by some, and I'm assuming it's the SPLC, the Southern, Southern Poverty Law Center, which, by the way, is a hate group, uh, but which is the arbiter of everything else that they deem to be hate groups, the American Renaissance Conference. If you had gone to the American Renaissance Conference, Michelle Malkin, as a keynote speaker and proceeded to speak woke and to tell them why they are so wrong, do you think Airbnb would have even known it? Or would they have said, you went there, you spoke there, you're out of here? They wouldn't care. <laughs> and uh, so uh, that's kind of the, the, the quandary, isn't it? Because part of exercising the First Amendment is speaking to, to groups of all types of ideological diversity. But as one of the kings of woke world in San Francisco, where Airbnb is based, uh, they, along with their minions at Southern Poverty Law Center, and they have been specifically named uh, as the group, the key group, uh, whose hate watch list uh, is uh, at the core of all of these deplatformings, um, have one agenda, and that is to squelch the dissent of anyone who is to the right of Bernie Sanders. <laughs> That's where we are at. So they're anti-white, they're anti-right with a small R and a capital R. Uh, and that hate watch list, I believe, is also used in coordination with the Biden administration's Justice Department and most likely the FBI and the CIA. Many of my dissident friends in the America First Right movement can no longer fly. Uh, there are hidden blacklists 
now. And, of course, with Airbnb, uh, which provides, as you mentioned, Bob, a, a public accommodation, mm-hmm. uh, we've got situations now where people may not have access to housing because of their beliefs uh, or the ability to bank. Michelle, I want to ask one more question about you and your situation here. Then I want to talk about that slippery slope. Um, is your mm-hmm. is your race malleable? And I ask that w- for this reason: um, when there are Asian hate crimes that are committed by whites, the left's narrative is "Aha, white supremacists attacking another minority." However, when you stand and speak before uh, the American Renaissance Conference, you are a a a uh, uh, purveyor of apparently white supremacy. So, uh, as an Asian American, are you both white and non-white, depending upon what the left needs you to be? Because that's how it's starting to feel. Yeah, that's a really succinct and beautiful and trenchant way to, to put it. And so, defining white based on not only conservative political ideology, but essentially behavior, um, a lot of times what you'll see is a minority, especially minority children, uh, who are deemed white if they cherish success, academic success, financial success, uh, if they follow the rules, if they embrace the American dream that my parents came here to pursue. So sometimes you're an honorary white and sometimes you're invisible. And I'm glad you mentioned the black on Asian crimes because I talked about that in my American Renaissance speech. Uh, and I called out all of the corporate media for whitewashing or washing, I don't know what what kind of washing it is, those right. crimes. And, of course, woke Asians who are more interested in virtue signaling and sucking up to the leftist powers that be than in defending uh, their own people, whether they be Vietnamese, Chinese, Japanese, Filipino, what have you, who are being beaten to death and whose deaths apparently are supposed to just be, I don't know, just fodder uh, uh, in the culture wars. Uh, that uh, we're all just supposed to shut up and accept, lest we be labeled white nationalists and banned by the likes of Airbnb. Yeah, it sounds like these particular Asian Americans would be the ones siding with Harvard in the racial discrimination, denying them a spot in a Harvard class for somebody who is far, far less uh, of, a, of a student or a qualified student than they are. Uh, you know, exactly. affirmative action. Yeah, it, it, it's remarkable. And yet, I'm one, I'm the one that's called the race traitor. Which is which is label that followed me all the way since Oberlin, Bob. I believe it, I, and I've heard it, and, and you know, I, I salute you, and I mean that very seriously, Michelle, because I, I know yeah. the the kind of slings and arrows that you take. Um, <sighs> you know, it's, it's very similar to a Peter Kersenow and and you know, or to a sure. uh, to a Thomas Sowell or any other black conservative, of course, who's you know referred to as an Uncle Tom and a race traitor, so forth. So, uh, you stand up with pride and with courage, uh, and I salute that. Um, I want to talk about the slippery slope situation now, because as you pointed out, not only is your account canceled, your husband can't travel, not on business or anywhere else and stayed at an Airbnb because he had uh, the temerity to marry you. You're married to her. You can't. So, so, what, so, so it's, it's insane, but now I have to ask, do you have siblings? Are they also going to be on the Airbnb cancel list? Wait a minute. Your sister, your, 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 you are a sister or a brother to Michelle Malkin? No, you're not welcome here. What about your children? What about your parents? How far does the, uh, does the ban go is what I'm asking. Yeah, and we know about the left. It's part of their blueprint and playbook, and they're in their own political DNA, that their uh, motto is by any means necessary. And uh, my children certainly could be next, and they have paid 
uh, smaller prices being my children. They didn't choose me as their parent. They have their own identities, and thank goodness they are both right-minded. Um, but this is a very un-American prospect, the idea that children and grandchildren and other family members should pay for the alleged sins, which they are not, in my case, alleged sins uh, of their of their parents. Um, but this is the M.O., whether it's this uh, or the idea of white privilege that's being plied uh, in the public schools now and that was perfected at places like Oberlin, paying for the sins and the people who get to define what the sins are, the controllers, the, the narrative shapers and warpers. Of course, this has multiple expansions of implications, and certainly with all of the parents, grandparents, and children out there who over the last year have bravely resisted the COVID tyranny. And you can see the apartheid that is now being instituted based on a number of different types of ideological litmus tests, all of which have one common root, and that is the ability to think freely and challenge authority. You're exactly right, of course. We're talking, if you just turned us on, uh, we're talking with Michelle Malkin, who is uh, a conservative pundit, speaker, writer, author, uh, and TV host. Uh, Michelle, I want to take the slippery slope thing to the, to the other level now. In addition to people associated with you, um, just people who think the way you do and people who think the way I do. I have no doubt that if the SPLC heard 10 minutes of my show, they would brand my show to be a hate group or hate organization uh, simply because I'm not woke and I support freedom and, and so on and so forth. So I guess what I'm asking is, if Airbnb can get away with this, um, you know, without any pushback whatsoever, when does a hotel chain say, you know, you can't stay here either, Michelle Malkin? When does a restaurant say, no, Mr. France, you can't get a table here? We don't like your ideology. We don't like your politics. When does a gym say, no, you can't be a member here? And on and on down. In other words, public accommodations in public spaces being denied people based on their ideology, based on their politics. To me, it's as insidious as racial discrimination or sexual discrimination if you have political or ideological discrimination. And if Airbnb is able to get away with what they're doing to you, how can it not follow? Yes, and in fact, of course, there are predecessors, as I mentioned. I have friends in the America Right movement who can't bank. Chase yanked their bank accounts. Wells Fargo closed them down because of their uh of of their untoward and tawdry political associations. And that's why I stepped up to the plate to defend a lot of these young people and was cast aside by a lot of the mainstream over the last couple of years. We've been fighting this battle a long time, and now more and more people are seeing that they, too, just like all of the public figures that they shunned for so long, could, could also be dragooned into this social credit system. Yes, I care about the human rights in China, but the oppression based on politics and ideology that has been happening in this country and that is ratcheting up to an extent now that my husband and I can't rent an Airbnb has reached a boiling point. And this is why I'm fighting Airbnb. I've got a Fundly.com campaign to raise funds. I've talked to top-flight First Amendment lawyers that are ready to take this on. And as you mentioned, Bob, this is a public accommodations case. It's the left right, the champion fair housing laws. It's the left in D.C. and San Francisco, where Airbnb is based, in California and Oregon, that have expansive civil rights laws that do protect uh, political ideology and treat it as uh, every bit as important as discrimination against race and sex uh, and uh, religious belief. 
So we're taking it on. I'm going to see if I can meet this goal, move forward, and hopefully um, make it difficult for Airbnb to ignore us. All we can do is do the best we can to defy and resist instead of comply. And that is my message this year of 2022. Defiance or compliance, a new time for choosing. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Uh, and, Michelle, yesterday, as I talked about your story, I read your last paragraph in, in your uh, uh, UNS column, and I'll read it again now. It talks about your funly. Cancel culture has reached a new escalation, and I don't plan on rolling over. Never have, never will. I've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you have, for other patriots and heroes over the past 30 years. Now I'm asking readers and viewers to help fight my own battle, which, of course, is yours as well. And, Michelle, it is. It's all of ours. If we don't fight for you again, as the old saying goes, who is going to be left to fight for me when they come for me? So I want everybody to visit this. Fundly, just like it sounds, for those who don't know, it's hard to do on the radio to spell this out, but Fundly, F-U-N-D-L-Y dot com slash Michelle Fights Airbnb. Not B and B, but BNB as in the Airbnb. That's how you can help support Michelle's fight. Uh, she needs to win this fight, or all of us are going to lose very, very big. Michelle, thank you for coming on and telling us the story. I hope you'll come back on and keep, keep us updated on the story as you get into this battle. I absolutely will. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Bob. Keep up the great fight there in Ohio. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Michelle Malkin. All right, there you have it. Michelle Malkin, she is a conservative fighter. She takes nothing from anyone. I can't do the double negative, even if it would have sounded cooler there. It's an English teacher in me. All right, what the hell? She takes nothing from no one. Michelle Malkin is fighting. you got to fight to support her. I'll be right back.